welcome to the Leadership View podcast. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Christina, and I'm here with my co-host. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm uh, her dad, Jim. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up, though. So when we're on the podcast, you'll probably hear me referring to him as Baba because I'm not going to call my dad by his first name, Jim. So if you hear me call him Baba, um, we're Greek, and that's how we call our dads in Greek. So you might hear me refer to him as Baba, but um, don't let it throw you. Well, we're so glad you're here to join us for the Leadership You podcast. Welcome. We're excited because we haven't recorded in a long time, so we're back and we're reformatting the podcast a little bit here. Um, but Baba, do you want to explain a little bit about what the purpose of the podcast is and why we're reformatting? Sure. Over the course of the coming podcast, we are going to do everything we can to encourage you, to inspire you, to help equip you, to help you grow into the leader that you were created and called to be. By the way, everyone leads somebody. Right. You start with leading yourself and then you lead those around you. You lead your family, you lead your friends, you lead your coworkers, uh, you lead people in your organization. Whether you're at the top of the organization or you're at the bottom of the organization, you are a leader in that organization. And so uh, in the coming weeks and months, you are going to hear on topics that will help uh, grow you as a leader. So over the coming podcasts, we are going to do our best to inspire you, to encourage you, to equip you, to train you, and to strengthen you. And we're just going to be sharing stories with you and giving you our take. So for this first segment, we call it Our Take, and it's just a chance for us to kind of share uh, stuff that's been going on around in our world. Um, And I don't know, maybe it's like an open diary, but I wanted to tell you, I read an article the other day, Baba, about, okay, so first of all, I should tell our audience that we live in Florida, in the state of Florida, which is a wild, wild um, wilderness where anything goes. And I read an article the other day that said a Florida man wrestled an alligator that had tried to eat his dog. And as I was reading the article, I thought, I mean, the funny thing is, is there's articles like this all the time here in Florida. Stuff happens that's crazy that you would not believe. But as I was reading it, I was like, I really, I mean, I don't have a dog, but I don't know that I would wrestle an alligator to save my dog. Would you? Would you? Well, I don't know if I would, but I, I'm old enough to know some guys that have been around Florida for 40 or 50 years that actually did wrestle and hunt alligators. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Some of the guys that I've known, um, a little older than me, but back in the 50s and 60s here in Florida, they would hunt alligators. And <laughs> Why? Why were they hunting them? Well, they were hunting alligators. Uh, for some people, alligator meat is good. It's it's something that they eat. Uh, for others, they would hunt them for the skin. Wait a second, though. Have you eaten alligator? I've tried alligator meat. Does it, it taste like chicken? It tastes like chicken, <laughs> especially if you put a lot of hot sauce on it and a lot of other stuff. But uh, back in those days, they would hunt. They would take them... Uh, 
and uh, they would sell the the skin, alligator boots, alligator belts, all kinds of stuff. And then um, uh, over the years, they they got a little bit more refined and uh, didn't hunt them like they they would hunt them. To yeah. the point now, we're in Central Florida. We're pretty domestic and we're pretty uh, <laughs> we're tame now. We're very tame. And if you see an alligator in one of the lakes or ponds, you call uh, the county and they'll send somebody out. And they'll, they actually have men that are trained uh, trappers. They will trap them and they will uh, take them and either relocate them or they will... Uh, Safely take, move them somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to say where they move them. But anyway, that's part of uh, the history of uh, Central Florida. That is so funny. Actually, you know, Mama, your wife got me a... Um, an alligator purse. She said, Christina, I found this alligator purse for you. I think she got it at a garage sale or something. And so I was expecting like, you know, a a purse made out of alligator skin. So I was excited to get it. And then when she gave it to me, it was like, it was a purse made out of alligator skin, but there was an actual like stuffed mini alligator, like a very tiny alligator on top of the purse. It was, I was so shocked to get it. (laughs) I still have that. It's one of my, um, favorite purses that I never wear. <laughs> it's a memento. <laughs> yeah, it's a I bring it up. It's a memento. Oh man, too well, funny. Well, the joys of living in Central Florida. Yeah, uh, stick around with us listeners. You'll get to hear a lot of um, some crazy stories about what happens here in Florida. Okay, so let's head into our weekly topic. So this week, since we're just reformatting the podcast and getting back into things, we'll take it easy. We don't have a a specific weekly topic to discuss, but I did want to share maybe a couple of our own leadership stories Mm -hmm. with our listeners, uh, starting with how about a story about a leadership failure that you experienced? Sure. Um, uh, This happened uh, quite a while back, but um, uh, the bigger theme is to um, be interruptible and to value people in conversations. Yeah. And this was a, a major fail for me. What I tend to do uh, a while back was I would talk to someone briefly, and then if someone else came by, I would, I would let that conversation go and move to the next person. And pretty soon I looked like a little bumblebee <laughs> going from flower to flower, trying to pollinate the different flowers. <laughs> Uh, but the reality was I wasn't valuing uh, people at the level that they needed to be valued. Mm. So I remembered years back, I was talking to someone and um, we spoke briefly and then I spotted someone else that I, I thought was maybe more valuable than that person and let go of the conversation and move to the other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, little did I know that um, a short time later, that person would pass away that I was talking to oh. originally. Wow. So it hit me pretty hard, and I realized that um, every conversation with a person needs to be your first conversation. So you focus, you give them undivided attention. Yeah. You don't let the world go by around you. You just let everything drift away. You just focus on that person and value them like they're the most special person in the world. Wow. And realize that it's the first time you're going to talk to them, and it may be the last time you are going to talk to them. Wow. And so after that, every conversation I value. I value the person. I value uh, their time, and I value what they're going to say. So it's as if we're talking for the first time, meeting, excitement, and uh, (laughs) the joy of meeting that person. And also, perhaps it might be the last time I ever speak to that person. 
So from a failure, I turned it around and um, began to work it into my uh, skill set to value every person that I come into contact with. No, that's so good. And I think as leaders too, like that's the point is every failure or every um, every time we fall down as leaders, it's an opportunity to pick ourselves back up to learn. Obviously, you don't become a leader overnight. You're not just deciding in your head, okay, I'm going to be a leader today and you have everything figured out and everything covered. But um, so for me, uh, one of my bigger uh, leadership fails was I was, uh, when I was in college, I worked with middle schoolers um, in the mentorship program. And I remember having, uh, I had a group of um, uh, middle school girls that I was coaching through and uh, they were eighth grade, I think at the time. And I was with another uh, leader and we were working with these girls and uh, we would work with different kids each year. You know, as the school year progressed, we'd get new kids that could come through. And I remember we had one group that was horrible. <laughs> they were just really, really tough kids, really tough girls. And it took us a while to connect with them. But finally, we were in a groove and we were doing pretty well. But um, there was this one girl that just really kept giving us a hard time. And in particular, the uh, other leader that I was working with uh, was having a hard time with this girl. And, and one evening, she was just giving us so much trouble that she actually threatened to fight with the leader that I was working with. And so I pulled her out and out of the room and and I I just had had it with her so I was like listen you need to you need to stop acting this way and I I let emotions definitely take over at that time and I was just giving her a really uh, strict talking to and then um, another uh, guy that we worked with who worked with some of the the boys in the program had he happened to be walking past at the moment and he stopped and he's like hey what's going on and I said she's just she's out of control she's giving us such a hard time and I kind of laid into her in front of him and I remember um uh he looked at her and he just took a deep breath and he said hey did we have a rough day at school today what's what's going on and the girl her demeanor completely changed she broke down she started crying she she looked at him and told him she had had a really bad day at school and, and all this stuff was happening in her family. And I remember it just struck me as, okay, every person has a story. So the way they're acting out doesn't necessarily mean that they're angry at me or it's a, something personal. Everybody has something that they're dealing with. And I have to remember that everyone that I'm leading is a person with a story and a history and something they're going through. We don't know what anyone's going through at the time. And so that moment just really hit me in my leadership I've gone, you know, as I've grown up and led more teams and interacted with more people, I always remember that at the at the heart of it, everybody's a person, everybody has a story, and we really have to, to treat all of our followers as the individuals that they are, knowing that they come from um, different experiences and, and everyone's walking through something. Um, so just to keep that in mind. So that was a failure that, again, taught me and helped me to grow into a better leader. But I remember um, just feeling like such a failure in the moment that why didn't I think that this could probably had a hard day at school and that's why she was acting out. Um, but it's really uh, kind of stuck with me in my leadership as I've worked more with adults and, and different people um, that you have to remember that everyone has a story and everyone's going through something different. That's great. So the value of a person, uh, the two takeaways for us from this are everybody has a story. Uh, part of our job as a leader is to have uh, that person value them so greatly that they want to share their story with us. Right. And then the other takeaway is that 
we need to uh, give people uninterrupted time and value that conversation with them that time. So true. That's so good. So now that we've talked about our leadership failures, uh, why don't we share a couple stories of leadership successes that we've had or maybe that um, we've observed as a follower for our leaders? Um, while you're thinking of one, Baba, I'll, I'll kick us off. I, um, I, a few years ago, had the opportunity to go in and lead a team, um, but the team was already in place. So it was people that had worked together for several years, um, actually for quite a long time. And I was coming in um, at the request of new management to kind of come and help um, kind of retrain the team and and do some new things. Uh, Since there was a new manager, they wanted to uh, bring in some changes that were kind of needed. Uh, The team had kind of grown stale and and they weren't meeting the marks that they had to to meet. So the new management brought me in and kind of gave me um, uh, authority to do whatever I needed to with the team. And so I came in knowing that they were already working together for a long time, that they were used to a certain leadership style. Um, I was also coming in as someone uh, probably quite a bit younger than most of the the team. Um, so I came in um, as humbly as I could and you know I said, I, I realize you guys have been working together for a while. I wanna support you in any way I can. And I really want us to do well and just to succeed as a team. So whatever it takes um, for me to help support you guys, that's what I want to do. And so um, everyone was very polite, but you could tell they were very cold and not wanting me to be there, um, which I don't blame them. I know change is hard. So it was a little bit tricky with that. Um, And I worked with them for a little while and um, it was tough going and I knew it would be tough going. I knew they wouldn't accept me right away. And so I just did my very best to support them and... I remember a few times I had conversations with people. They were a little bit suspicious of me, um, but I honestly wanted to do my best to help them. And so I would, um, you know, go above my job description and help them and support them in their work. And little by little, I could tell that um, they were thawing towards me and that they started to trust me. So that level of trust built. And then once that trust built, they knew they could rely on me, and then we began to function better as a team. So even when I would suggest new things that were kind of out of their comfort zone, because of that trust that was built, um, they started to to follow my lead, um, even though I was younger, even though I was newer in the organization. And so um, the win for me here was at the end of my um, time in that program with them, one of them pulled me aside and said, hey, I just wanted to let you know um, I'm grateful that you came in to help us. And so for me, that felt like a really big leadership win because it really wasn't me coming in and pushing my own weight around or my ideas. It was me supporting the team that was there and doing my best to help them shine. And um, the followers told me that they felt like that's what had happened. And so um, really at the end of the day, like that's what leadership is. We're there to support our followers, to help them rise into leadership positions and to become leaders themselves. So for me, that was a big one, something that was challenging. Um, even in the middle of it, I it wasn't exactly fun, but at the end of the day, it was um, a big one for me. That's fantastic. Yeah. Learning. Yeah, learning. Yes, learning. <laughs> a little bit painful, but at the end of the day, it was a win. So, so for me, um, uh, there's so many um, failures and successes over my uh, life, but I'm just thinking of one right now in particular. Uh, many years ago, uh, this is a, f- a success, had the opportunity to uh, oversee uh, the recruitment and um, 
deployment of several hundred volunteers for a major conference at a stadium. There were thousands of people attending. Um, I was a volunteer uh, recruiter, coordinator, and I was actually volunteering, not being paid to do this. But it was just, it was just, I was excited and so honored and happy to be asked and wanted to serve. There was a motive behind me doing, and it was passion to, I believed in the mission of this organization. And I remember um, we had the opportunity to do this a few years, and uh, we'll talk about this in some of the later podcasts, some of the failures of, uh, (laughs) as we did this, because Christina was part of some of these events with us. That's right, yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, but the success uh, that really comes to mind is that uh, picking uh, or recruiting several hundred volunteers, there's no way that one person can do it as a leader. And so people had recommended and constantly told me, you need to get some good leaders in place who will in turn turn around and recruit other leaders and recruit other leaders who will recruit more volunteers. And so at some point, I just focused in on recruiting, encouraging, and um, helping resource six, seven leaders, key leaders, and then help them to go out and recruit volunteers and then uh, the day of the event, the weekend of the event to manage those volunteers. And so um, looking back, it was a massive success because what happened was that we helped get the right people called and equipped uh, to do what they were passionate about. Yeah. So it wasn't just picking seven people. It was actually helping people find the right slot that they needed to plug into to use their gifts and skills. And uh, the, that conference was a huge success. But for me, uh, what I think about was it was low pressure. There was more excitement and passion about doing what we were uh, created and called to do. But the, the success part for me was that we helped individual leaders find what they were good at and then gave them a pathway to uh, do that and then uh, helped provide resources for them so that they could do what they were created to do. So it was a win for me. It was a win for our leaders. It was a win for the volunteers and it was a win for the organization. That's so awesome. I love it. Uh, surrounding yourself with the right team is so important too. making sure you have the right people around you, people smarter than you to help you get the job done. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. That's all for today. If you enjoyed it, we ask that you uh, like, subscribe and follow us. Uh, you can also check us out online. Uh, we have a website called volunteerletteru.org. So it's volunteeru. You can check us out, get more resources. We have um, articles on there for leadership, all kinds of fun stuff. We also have our very own store with a lot of Volunteer U and Leadership U uh, products, so you can get your merch there as well. But um, we're going to have fun connecting with you, and hopefully uh, we can follow along in the coming weeks. So we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Youth Podcast. For more resources for leaders, visit our website at volunteeru.org.